0: Good morning. Welcome to another uh, great day. Changes in the air. Excitement is up. Todd Riley, Jay Stoll. Mark is man of the machine today. This is the American Senior Benefits Family Hour. If you want to chime in, give us a call at the Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Or you can find us on the sartre Heyman text line. Lots of things going on, Todd. Lots of there. things going on. I don't know even what what we talk about. Is there anything of topic of conversation that might gauge people's interest? You know, are TCU still undefeated. Is that- TCU is still there? That yeah. is correct. Yeah. TCU is still there.
1: We beat the powerhouse that is Iowa State.
0: We were just talking the dirty evil empire that is still there, Alabama. They might, might weasel their way back into the college football playoff. And, well thi- liked. and things got to happen, but we were just looking at this just now. If I was to give you four teams for a college football playoff, I would say, okay, Michigan would be the one, Georgia two, TCU three, USC four. So Michigan versus uh, USC would be a great matchup. Georgia TCU, meh, right? Yeah. We, we kind of like traditional powerhouses. So what happens if this happens? Kansas State shows up and does TCU wrong. Okay, now all of a sudden you have Alabama. If if they're they're put at the five seed, come on on Tuesday when the win rankings come out, if they're put at the five. You could very easily have a Michigan Alabama game. Mm-hmm. Who who would not want to see that?
1: Be, it would be a heck of a game. You, who did USC lose to this year?
0: Utah.
1: Oh, I have come up. i wouldn't to lost that bet.
0: Utah, and that's who they play Saturday for the. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a Friday for the uh, Pac-12 championship, but then you would have Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, USC. I think ratings would be very high for that.
1: With it probably being a Georgia-Michigan, then probably.
0: I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. I think USC is is the hot flavor of the month. They are just starting to click on all cylinders. They showed physicality last night against Notre Dame, which was very impressive. Caleb Williams locked up the Heisman. Yeah. And, and once again, the, the Mad Magician, we always call Les Miles that. Well, that's Lincoln Riley now.
1: Yeah. Did you see the scrambling, though, that kid did? I know. Holy cow. I know. Now, granted, in the pros, they'd have smoked him by then. But um, he dodged in and out. It, it, kid ran 200 yards before he ran one yard forward. It was It was fun. He was fun to watch. I'm not a fan by any means, but it was fun to watch.
0: Well, let's look at something, shall we? what the top four four teams right we we mentioned they have something in common with their quarterback they have something in common with a quarterback and i think that's what nebraska uh hopefully can, can gear towards and veer towards is you have to have that quarterback that can be athletic mobile and run and scramble and and use him on rpos uh the michigan game handful of times uh um what's his name Michigan's quarterback. Dropping blank. McCaffrey? No, that's Luke. McCarthy, uh, JJ. But, but, but JJ, yeah. JJ. Kid can run. Kid can run. I mean, they did some zone reruns for him. Uh, when he get out of the pocket, he could run and scramble, and he was fast. Michael Penix, Washington, fast. Yeah. Caleb Williams, USC, fast. Bryce Young, Alabama, fast. You see where we're going with this here? TCU. Kid that uh, just right, right across the road from Nebraska here, uh, Duggan, fast. I truly, truly, truly believe if you want to be an elite football team, and I, and I might get some drawback here, 75% of your production and your success has to come from your quarterback. 25% can come from your defense. If you flip it around, you have Iowa. You have 75% needs to come from the defense, and if they show up, great. But your quarterback's going to be a liability.
1: Yeah, for them. That's for sure.
0: And Nebraska marches into Kinnick Stadium, beloved Kinnick Stadium, and and, and takes out Iowa in, in a very compelling, interesting, and dang it should not have been interesting game.
1: They definitely out iowa Iowa'd, Iowa, oh, iowa um, iowa it, it was like watching two separate teams. Um, we were talking before the show here. Uh, in the last two weeks, we've talked about attitude, can, is what needed to change and where whether the players for Nebraska knew that Mickey was gone obviously like everybody else in Nebraska sensed it they said they this could be this guy's last game and between their ears I think they made a change I mean they came out and I didn't expect Iowa to throw up 48 points because of who they are, then their quarterback gets hurt. Not that that, you know, is a huge detriment to to Iowa, but their defense was just non-existent. Mm -hmm. It It shocked me how much Nebraska just ran over them. But, again, I think it started, like we said the last two weeks, I think it started between their ears. They said, you know, this very well could be Mickey's last game as head coach. Let's do something. And, man, they did. Mickey snapped a seven-game 7, seven game streak of losses to Iowa that he snapped, an 11-game loss streak of, of uh, trophy games that he snapped. I guess if you got to go out, that's a pretty good way to
0: go out, Mickey. They, they found yeah. out <clears throat> a way to finish. Yeah. They did. And I'll, I'm guilty to say, every Husker fan, is, I guarantee he's guilty to say, if they're not, they're lying. We were waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, it's 24-7. Twenty four fourteen.
1: Yeah.
0: Twenty four seventeen. Oh crap, here we go again. Yeah. Dropped interception Nebraska. Dropped interception Nebraska. Let's just give the game back to Iowa, <laughs> shall we? And and the the fortitude, the toughness, like you said, the mentality of, of winning um came through and it was great to see. It was great to see. I, I see a lot of people that were talking, you know, kind of bad about Anthony Grant. That dude right there, he is was toast. As far as what he had for the season, I mean, he took pounding after pounding after pounding after pounding, beating after beating. You could see he he lost a step from the beginning of the season to the end of the season just because he had no step left. I mean, if there was holes, he didn't tr- he didn't trust his offensive line. Uh, if there wasn't holes, that's why he didn't trust his offensive line. <laughs> so you know, it was good to it was good to see fresh legs, I uh, get in there. Um, but I do hope you know people are leaving and coming back next year. Anthony Grant is one that uh, really thinks about it, looks at it, and, and sees a great opportunity to, to come back for one more year.
1: I think that was a perfect win for Nebraska to end the season, and now with a new coach. It, again, what's your attitude between your ears? Uh, I, if they could have scripted a better springboard, I don't know what it would have been for next season, so I think, I think that was a, a good way to wrap it up. That was their bowl game was against Iowa, and they won it.
0: That was their bowl game. And hopefully, it's the last time we say this in a very, very, very long time. <laughs> uh, Nebraska's defense uh, bend, don't break, right? Bend, don't break. Uh, you know, a lot of Iowa folks were, were complaining that they didn't have their tight end, Portier, or whatever his name is, and, and their fullback. Last I checked, Nebraska didn't have two of their linebackers, they're starting safety. So, so things happen, right? You have to oh, yeah. adjust. Yeah. And, and and Nebraska made those adjustments. The best thing I love was was Kurt Ferencz put it out there basically saying he knew Nebraska, if they just hung around long enough, because they were talking about, you know, why didn't you onside kick it when it was 24-17 and you had Nebraska on the ropes. And he said something to the effect of, of we knew who Nebraska was. We, we measured them up. We felt that, you know, we can overtake them. They were going to do – they were going to Nebraska-Nebraska. Right and it just didn't come to happen didn't happen at all so so that was good to see um buddy i talked to i said you know the biggest thing missing from iowa and wisconsin from being a top 10 national contender every year is their quarterback yeah
1: yeah it's hard you know and, and i think of it too if i'm a five star four star quarterback somewhere am i gonna go to iowa and hand off three plays out of the series. Am I going to go to Nebraska? Am I going to, you know, or am I going to go to an Alabama or even a Florida or a Miami and just show everybody what I can do? I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it, it's... always struggled on offense, obviously, and, and friends of Sun um they're pretty much calling for his head but where's he going right his dad's a coach <laughs> Give, no he needs five
0: more years staying in that position
1: <laughs> but no you're exactly and, and it, it is a tough maybe you know with the portal now with things like that uh in Iowa although I would not use it hardly um but in Nebraska can pull in a kid that maybe maybe somebody overlooked or maybe it's uh you know a division two kid or you know a, a local wouldn't that be nice a kid from Carney, or something that, that pulls that out. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, I will say, Iowa does do a job of that. They, they can recruit from in house pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, most of their, I know their one quarterback was from this little town of St. Ansgar, which was a team I played back in, in the Corn Bowl Conference from Nashua, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, I'm trying to remember if we usually beat St. Ansgar. I think we did. But uh, just shows you, um, you know, the, the, there is talent there. Maybe it's not the five star to start with. But, man, if you can dig deep, there's got to be a kid somewhere. There's a lot of colleges, but this is still Nebraska, you know.
0: Well, the interesting thing with – now let's transition over to to the new coach. Um, If anybody likes it, doesn't like it, it doesn't matter. It's been done. So now to Husker Nation, your reaction, you control it. Your reaction, you do control that. Like I said, everything else has been been figured out. So with Rule – The great thing is, is he has Texas ties. Now, some people say, you know, do you still need Texas for the Big Ten? Absolutely. Yes, you do. Absolutely. But also, he has a lot of Northeastern ties as well. And traditionally, Nebraska is not really good at going to to the Indianas and the Ohio's and the Pennsylvanias and recruiting. To have Rule, who's from that area, knows that area well, that can be a huge advantage for, for Nebraska's recruiting
1: well and i think we mentioned that a week or two ago uh since we're on iowa this week uh that was where uh iowa did so well you looked a lot of those kids were from new jersey You're like how did a new jersey kid end up in the middle of america mm-hmm. you know well because they recruited him so yeah anywhere you can draw from obviously they've got nebraska locked down the kids grow up wanting to want to play here uh some what uh eastern colorado kids the dakota kids uh, although north dakota state's no slouch although they did lot lose in the first round there which surprised me but uh you yeah, to be able to pull from a texas and that's where again hayden fry had the texas connections and, and somehow an out east connection so you're exactly right there's a pool of, of kids there in a in an area the size of a county in nebraska that has you know 200 more more kids times more kids to draw from so it, it, it can't do anything but help
0: no no absolutely and like i said Change need to be made, and it was. Um, Auburn, Colorado, Kentucky, everybody is looking for their their coach, their guy. And the nice thing is Nebraska has theirs. We went out, we established who – Trev went out, established who he wanted, and picked him up. And, and for people who are kind of uh, upset about that, realize we're the same people that said, what the heck are you doing giving Mickey the interim job when you fire a frost when you have Whipple? Yeah. A lot of people didn't trust Trev with doing that, and it turned out pretty well. So for Husker folks, I'd say just sit back. Let Trev do his thing. He truly, truly cares about Nebraska. You want someone that loves the program more than you, and I don't think we've had that in an AD position in a very, very long time.
2: we got a phone call coming in uh, on the Hanover Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Let's head to Mike. Mike, what's up?
3: Morning, guys. Hey, uh, I love what you're saying about, you know, it's time for everyone to get behind the hire. Um, Twitter is a terrible barometer of trying to figure out what the average fan feels. You know, that's just a cesspool. There's a lot of people complaining and accusations made. And, you know, the guy I originally wanted didn't get hired, but I said six weeks ago, whoever we hire, everybody needs to get behind Because, in my mind, one of the reasons, and there's a lot, but one of the reasons we got behind into this mess is the athletic department, the coaching staff, and the administration back in the early 2000s weren't on the same page. And that's important at any place, but especially at Nebraska. And, man, I couldn't respect Mickey Joseph any more than I do. He did a tremendous job. But... If you look at his resume versus Matt Rule, if you took the means off, it's not even comparable. And I guess I just love that you guys are telling everyone, and I think they need to, just get behind the coach. We'll see what happens. I'm not drinking any Kool-Aid, but let's see what happens. Because if we're all going to pull in different directions, this thing will never, the ship will never get righted. And you're right about Trevor Elberts. What a search. I mean, I've seen Nebraska, a lot of places, there's leaks, there's this, there's that. And Trev hired handled it so professionally, and he's going to get it right. I mean, one way or another, he's going to get it right, and he is the man, and we just got to trust in it and uh, get behind it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Mike.
0: Thank you, Mike. Appreciate buddy, it, buddy. Boy. Excellent, excellent point there
1: Mike brought up something and um, I did too when I when I first heard a uh, Rule was coming. I, I did what everybody does in today's world and I and I Google searched him and It showed an overall record of 125 and 132. I'm like We hired this guy. So I'm like, well, all right, you know I always say figures never lie, but liars can always figure so I said, all right, let's do a little more in-depth research as a head coach Matt has been fifty seven and sixty seven. Like, okay, still not that impressed at this point. <laughs> still a little more checking. As a college head coach, he was forty seven and forty four. I'm still thinking, Well, all right, somebody knows more than I do here. So get looking at it. Um, like we talked before the before the show today, when you're a pro football coach, you got a lot less choices of who you get. I mean, he was stuck with a couple quarterbacks after Cam there in, in Charlotte that you were We'll just say not good. Uh, <laughs> right, right. So yeah, obviously he had an abysmal. It was ten and twenty three at the Panthers. That was that was horrible. Um, but when he is the head coach, the the progression he's done has been phenomenal. I was looking at Temple took it over two and ten his first year. Excuse me, six and six his second. Then ten and four and ten and four. Took over Baylor one and eleven, seven and six, eleven and three. If there's not a person that If he can continue that trend, he is exactly the right person in exactly the right spot.
0: And that's the biggest reason why I think they they went after him so hard is because he is a rebuilder. Folks that wanted the home run hires, I'm sorry, they just weren't coming here. Nebraska is not a destination for that yet. Now, let's say, and, and you know people, well, you know, Rule has you know four years in Temple, three years in Baylor, he packs and leaves. Okay, what's he leaving them with when he leaves? So let's say hypothetically, you know, he leaves in five years. Hope it doesn't, but, you know, things happen, right? And Nebraska's a top 15 job. Well, now those coaches you went after that said no will be a lot more inclined to say yes because it's no longer a rebuild. Now the program's established. Let's take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I looked at that, too, back in the the past. You know, if this was 1999, there would have been coaches lined up you know, from here to Kansas City wanting the, the, the job. The highway would have been bumper to bumper. Uh, just looking, Pellini left in 2012, and he was 67 and 27. I didn't even realize. I'd forgotten he'd done that well. Um, that was still, this was still a place that had power, had potential, had draw. And then sadly, you know, we all know the history since then. So, no, I think Rule was, was a perfect pick. Uh, the best Nebraska could do. And that sounds like a put down and it's not, I think not only is it the best they could do, but I think it was the best fit for them as well of who was there.
0: And the best fit for, for rule. Yeah. Uh, he, he yeah, openly came out that. and he was saying that Auburn courted him and he turned him down because he, he wanted in Nebraska when he was on ESPN yesterday, he said he talked to, to coach Osborne in bucket list item and, you know, got his two cents and everything he said, he was saying the right things. Now, Husker fans, we've been hoodwinked before. We've been duped. We've had people <laughs> tell us what to listen to, and we have actually listened to them. So, like I said, everything we do from now on here out is is reaction is up to us. We control our own reactions. Moving into it, what do you feel besides a punt returner is the most important thing rule needs to change for this program? Because good God, I'm sick of fair catching all the time.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm. Like any coach, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to keep Mickey. It'd be nice to keep some people, but I don't know if that's the answer. I I, I think it's offensive coordinator. I think it's defensive coordinator. Uh, I think the big jobs have to flip.
0: Let's get into that a little bit. Um, pros and cons of keeping Mickey. Now, now, Mickey has earned every right to to stay here and every right to go where he wants to go. He has done it. Nebraska... You know, Mickey hasn't only just been good for Nebraska. Nebraska's been very good to Mickey. Sure. Nebraska, given Mickey this opportunity, really opened other people's eyes as to what kind of leader um, he could be. Uh, it, if he stays on this staff, which I hope he does, it's excellent for continuity. It's it's excellent to make sure that um, it's not 100% rebuild. Because you don't want a hundred percent rebuild. If we can do a twenty-five to fifty percent rebuild, great. If it has to go back to a hundred percent rebuild, Husker fans be ready. Right? There might be that you know three or four win season again next year. Um, but historically, he has shown he can get it quick, moved around quickly.
1: He has done that. Now that'd be a good question, and I didn't check into that. It at Temple at Baylor, did he flush and dump? Did he take everybody out and bring all the new in? I don't know if I know the answer to that.
0: Well, Baylor. Baylor was the uh, the blank show that Bryles had going on there when they were under the uh, NCA national s- sanctions. Ooh. So I believe he, they said that there was thirty recruits when he came into Baylor that were under Bryles, and twenty nine of them left. Oh,
2: yeah, I think he had forty five scholarships that first year, something like that. Something like, absolutely yeah, ridiculous, cut, basically cut in half. Yeah,
0: and then you know Oranda took over, which good for him. But that's Whipple's, or that's not Whipple. That's sorry, <laughs> that's rules, guys. Yeah,
1: I, my opinion, if I was Mickey, I would take this win we just talked about at Iowa. I would take the the high of stamping those losing streaks. I think he's put enough credit in his pocket, enough enough pluses on his resume. I personally, I'd leave. I'd go somewhere else.
0: But if there's no power five offering and it's only a group of five do you do that
1: it would i mean it would definitely depend on the offer i'm given am i allowed to coach head coach a division two that that's decent you know i'd probably go do that um but then you know i i don't wake up at his house every morning i don't know what his uh well, if he likes his neighbors i don't know if, he, if his kids love their school system you know i have no idea uh so it's easy for for me to sit here and, and decide but i know in my mind uh, my career choices over the years—I think I'd go, I'd run my show somewhere. I've proven I can keep and or improve a Division One team. Um, I'm very well liked. Uh, there's nothing negative in my closet hanging there. I, I, I at least throw the lines out there, a lot of lines out there, to see what they'll give me.
0: Now let me ask you this. <clears throat> Let's say, you know, hypothetically again, this is hypothetically. If Trev talked to Matt Rule and said, you know, we want you here. We're going to give you what you want. But there's one condition. You have to keep Mickey on staff. Therefore, you don't get to pick your, 100% your own guys. You know, you have to keep one of ours on your staff. Do you think that's a good look? Or do you think Trev should be like, you know what, This is we're giving it to you. We're giving you the keys to the, the Cadillac. Make sure it runs.
1: Well, I can again, I can only use my own my own thoughts here um when i came to lincoln and took over the office at lincoln i was 95 percent given the given the reins and the couple that were were left uh didn't pan out very well unfortunately didn't didn't fit the custom that's why i should say nothing wrong with the people uh didn't fit fit the the system that we had in place so i'm sure there's a lot of ego involved and a lot of things we don't know um that's a good question what, if Trev would do that, if, if to be told something is, is tough, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and in our job, you know, we are independent, we are our own bosses. Uh, we're, we're used to that. Maybe they're not so much. Um, I, I, as a head coach would hate to come in with, with that, you know, can I keep him? You bet if I want to. Right. That I think, and, and again, we don't know It's all speculation. We're, we weren't there. Uh, but I would much rather be asked than told. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I agree 100% with that. It, it. Like you said, we're, we're, these are all hypotheticals.
2: We right. weren't there. We don't know. But it's it's an interesting situation because of the, the various power dynamics at play there. Matt Rule doesn't have to take anything he's offered at this point because he right. does still have that $40 million <laughs> 40 safety net to fall back on. Right? <laughs> so he's only going to go into a situation that he's 100% comfortable with. Great point. So if he were in a situation where they said you have to keep Mickey Joseph, he's on board with that, right? Or else else he's not taking the job. Sure,
1: sure. That's right. He has the luxury to, if he plays his cards right, and I even know people who would help him invest that money, Jay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Man, would never have to work again. So that's a great point. I'm sure he was given, for the most part, a blank checkbook and said, here, take it and do what you want to do.
0: Paint your own canvas kind of thing. I hope so. Time will tell. We'll see. Uh, Right. Press conference tomorrow is at uh, 1.30 at, at the Hawk Center. Now, what's really cool, and like I said, there's rumors and all this kind of fun stuff going on. Two weeks ago, one of our coworkers, Mark, comes up to me. and I think I told you this as well. His son is a production and entertainment professional. And he came up to me two weeks ago and he said, Jay, uh, in two weeks, my son got booked out for Hawk's.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) He said
0: he didn't know. He didn't know why. He wasn't giving specifics. He was just basically giving money, saying, all right, I need you to go ahead and and, and do this entertainment on this day for the Hawks. Produce something on Monday. Golly, what could that be? (laughs) (laughs) So running through my head, um, that eliminated a bunch of coaches that we were. So and Fickle, that eliminated a bunch of them right there. And so, yeah, when he told me about two weeks ago that uh, that was happening, I thought, all right, this is this is going to be kind of cool. <laughs> it's going to be kind of neat. So it's going to be a big show. So Hawk Center on, on Monday, um, expect uh, almost a party, I mean, atmosphere.
1: I think going into it, yeah, I think it should – and it should exactly is what that should be, Jay, is a party atmosphere. Um, you know, what, looking again at the coaches' records like I did, uh, investigating rule like Scott Frost – I had two years at UCF, and granted, one of them was phenomenal. But had he not been named Scott Frost, would he have been here? You know, would would we would Nebraska have hired a, a person with that little of experience? Had his name been Fred Smith, you know, probably not. So I I think this is the is a really good in depth search for a coach. Obviously, I'm sure they put hours and hours in, and and probably fights and everything else. Um, but it should be a party. I I, I if you. Had me rank it on an A to F scale like in school. I'd I'd say for sure an A minus for sure.
0: I was just looking it up the other day. Um, the coaches that were hired in two thousand eighteen. Did have you seen that? So yeah. Frost pool of coaches uh, when when they were hired uh, was amazing. So Frost course took over uh, Nebraska. Dan Mullen took over Florida. How's he doing now? Mm-hmm. Not not that great. <laughs> um, continuing on. Chip Kelly went to UCLA. That that worked out well. Yeah. Jimbo's at A and M. Maybe saved his job yesterday. Right. Willie Taggart went to Florida State. No longer there. Yeah. I mean the list goes on and on. Joe Moorhead went to Mississippi State. He's no longer there. Yeah. I mean it was it's, it's hit and miss. I mean Arkansas, right? They took um, God, who was that guy's name? Chad Morris. And then Kevin Sumlin went to A and M. I'm sorry, Arizona. Someone went to Arizona.
1: Well, like we were saying before the show, if you're a coach, man, don't buy a house. You're <laughs> Buy a mobile home. <laughs> if
0: you're a, and I think the biggest thing that happens is with all those, right, are they more invested in the money or the program? Are they more invested in being where they want to be or is the only reason they're going there is because of the large amount of money this they're getting?
1: And, and you wonder that a lot of times. That's a good point. And, and Mark brought up a great point. Matt Real has 40 million reasons not to come here. Um, so I got to think he was handed it and said, what would you like from us? And, and, and hopefully it works. I mean, obviously it's been, it's been since Pelini that it's been, that the Nebraska's had a legends champ in 2012. And again, looking on the Google, absolutely. That column was blank since 2012 and 10 years and, and, in a team like this, a town like this, that's, you know, that would have never, ever, 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 ever happened. I don't care if it was 1910 or 2010,
0: it comes down from the top, though. It's all leadership. So you have to have everybody on board who is seeing the same vision and want to go in the same direction. And if one of those people is not seeing where you want to go or where the other group is going, it falls off the track very easily. Yeah. Very, very, very easily. I hope the fans
1: give Rule the same, I don't know, leverage or the same time as Frost. I mean, there are still people saying that they didn't give Frost enough time. I, I think they did. That's my opinion. Um, but I hope they don't expect this guy. And I think Scott Frost was painted a little bit behind the corner is because oh it's Scott Frost, he's gonna come in and we're gonna be national champions again. You know, I'll give him two years and, and he'll win. And and that's not gonna happen anywhere. And then certainly not gonna happen again with Rule. But I, I hope they give him enough time to make it his team. I mean although man again looking at his record, year three seems to be a heck of a year for him. So uh but he's got eight years here to do it, maybe. But I, I hope they give it to him. Hope they hope they lighten up on him and, and let him let him run.
0: Changing the culture is not an easy thing to do. Um, Mickey did that tremendously, putting out a bunch of fires that were started. Kids mentally were beat down from years and years of the same thing happening. So to have that going in his favor. I think has to be another thing that he looked at coming in here saying, all right, the program looks to be moving forward. Even though the wins on paper aren't showing it, they're fighting, they're in every game, they're just losing at the very end. If I can come in and instill a way to finish, if I can come in and instill a way to get the job done late, then this thing can be a massive turnaround quickly. I truly, truly believe that. Now, Husker fans, uh, be cautious as well. Do not be expecting national championship or college football playoffs in the next five years. Right. Be realistic. I mean, if I was if I was to tell you in five years from now, Nebraska is winning nine or ten games, who would say no to that? Right.
1: Right. Right now, that's that's for
0: sure. It's gotta start. You've got to start hitting your goals to get to the top of the mountain. First goals is you've got to take out the Big Ten West. So when Rule comes in there, he's got an eye team in the Big Ten West saying, okay, I gotta get my team to beat them every year who would that team be todd
1: wow this year it could be anybody it's it's the (laughs) you know holy smokes it's not not a strong but i'd say something like a wisconsin i'd say that'd be a good a good target they they usually are consistent i'm sure they'll have a coaching shake up a little bit i I, i'd go wisconsin
0: yeah i think leonard's gonna clean house in there with his coaches and uh bringing his guys um, I don't see Wisconsin having a massive drop-off, so I would say the same thing. Um, Illinois, I think, is a one-year kind of thing going on right now, kind of like a TCU, um, enjoying a while it lasts. But yeah. uh, the powerhouses are are, are coming back. So that'd be that'd be interesting. I I'd, I'd say I give you Wisconsin as well, and then shortly after that would be Minnesota. As much as I can't stand it, <laughs> but they are looking pretty strong this P- year. PJ Fleck has his team doing what they do every single year. Yeah. And again, if you can say Nebraska can win a minimum of eight wins a year, we'll take that. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely take that. At this point,
1: we'll go to whatever bowl they tell us, right?
0: Absolutely. If you want to call in, of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. You're listening to the American Senior Benefits Family Hour. Todd, how can they find us on Facebook?
1: They can find us at American Senior Benefits Lincoln. They can give us a call, 402-614-9292.
0: We'll be right back.